Hey folks, welcome to the House of Krause. I'm Richard Krause. A little bit later on, Don McKellar will be here to talk about a new television show. He's just finished directing six episodes of Michael Every Day. If that kind of sort of rings a bell, there's a reason for that, and we'll get to that shortly. First up, though, Adam Driver. Adam Driver is here to talk about his new film, Patterson. Now, you know that name because you probably saw Star Wars, The Force Awakens. He was Kylo Ren. He was on Girls, loads of other movies too. Patterson is the newest one. It's a Jim Jarmusch film that is all about a week in the life of Patterson. Patterson, New Jersey, where it takes place, and Patterson, the guy, played by Adam Driver. He is a poetry writing New Jersey bus driver who learns that Every page is a possibility. I love this movie. Go see this movie. It is conflict-free. It is a beautiful, leisurely look at a week in the life of Patterson and his wife. It is lyrical. It is beautiful. If you are a creative person, it will inspire you. Uh, and a terrific performance from Adam Driver. Here's Adam Driver talking about Patterson. What did the script look like when you got it? Because it must not have looked like a regular script or, or at least been formatted like a regular script because it doesn't really have three acts. It doesn't really have a lot of the stuff that maybe you, you're used to seeing. Yeah, I, I, I think probably, uh, but it, the, as far as what it ended up being in the movie and what the script was, see, it was the exact same. Where I, I, the, I kept waiting for the ball to drop when, you know, like when the guys drive by and they're commenting on his dog. I'm like, oh boy, like for the next 15 pages, I'm like, and then the dog's going to die, yeah. you know, or, um, you know, the bus breaks down and something's going to happen. Someone pulls a gun in the bar. The, I, I kept thinking that someone was going to crash into the bus. And, right, but, right. but I think we're trained to think yes, that of way course, because yeah. of other movies, right? Right, yeah. Or, or just like natural, uh, you, you just are expecting uh, um, Jim. It's very bold in a way because Jim trusted that the power of thought or is cinematic enough right. that uh, having a relationship that actually is really well-functioning and it has like, uh, they both have each levels of respect and they've both structured their life and given each other space to... Uh, you know, he, he structured his life so he can float in his po poetry. He, yeah. he has a job that's very, uh, not systematic, but very, very routine. It's structured. Yeah, yeah. Which I can relate to where you, you know, obviously actors' lives are very nomadic and you um, kind of crave uh, normalcy or structure to allow you to kind of be more loose in your work maybe. And um, that that uh, being bold enough to make a movie around that idea of a character's main activity being listening, I think is really great. You know. Yeah, and and, and again, this movie surprised me maybe more than any other movie that I've seen. I live here, so I've seen fifty or some odd movies. Movies start screening them oh, early, right. right? And and this one had surprised me more because of that. It it foiled my expectations around right. every corner. I kept thinking the gun in the bar. This is going to be terrible. No, right. they meet again later, and everything is cool. <laughs> right, you know, right, like right, it's, right. it's all about respect. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, and, and that's subverting a thing. even the whole thing. He wanted to add this military element, to, yeah. like which we see the the, the photograph. Right. 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 Yeah. And uh, and you were expecting. Like something to be to come out from that, and it's like, and that's what I loved about it. Also, is that that's just that no one thing defines him. He's mm -hmm. a bus driver, but he's not defined by that because he's also a poet. He was in the military, but it's not something that defined him. It's just something that 
he did, and I feel like that's uh, he trusts. I think it's actually a comment on how much he trusts his audience to be willing to uh, to get it and yeah. not not play things, uh, dumb it down for people. Yeah, well, um, you don't need to. I don't think no. the story that that is this kind of uplifting, and you know, it, it's funny what you say about like. That, that you expected some of the dogs going to die or whatever. Right, right. The, the scene with the little girl turns right, out to right. be so beautiful. Right. But, you know, you think, well, it's weird. A grown man sitting yeah, with yeah. It, like a strange little girl <laughs> she's talking to. Right, right. It, and, and again, once again, our expectations are turned on their head when they actually have a really nice little moment. Right, right. Yeah. So, Even yeah. in doing that, we're, <laughs> that was a thought that we're like, is it weird that I'm just <laughs> talking to this random little yeah. girl? But uh, well, it's all about, I suppose, I don't know, you tell me. When you're shooting something, it's about how close you sit to her, I suppose, right, your right. body language when yeah. you're next to her. All the, I suppose you have to think about all that stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she's waiting for her mom. Is he just being protective? You know, of, of yeah. course, you know, but... Um, we're trained for sure to attach a danger to yeah. things, you know. Well, now we are now. When I was yeah. a kid, you know, if 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 that had happened when I was, I'm old. But when I when I was a kid, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Just somebody sat next to you and, and waited until your parents came back. Right now, right. I think we have this right, expectation right. that everyone's a pedophile or everyone's for sure out to do you harm. Right, you know. Yeah, different times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you must get everything offered to you these days, I would imagine, with the success of Star Wars and everything else that you've been in recently. How do you choose things like Patterson, which are which is idiosyncratic, I think, a little bit? Um, and what was it that that made you go, yeah, this is the one? Jim, Jim was yeah. solely like uh, for me, the scale of it doesn't matter. Like a, it's a director's medium, so it's like if I'm luck, if I can be lucky enough to work with great directors, that's what I. That's the only thing that, uh, as far as game plan, that yeah. I, if I can continue to do that, then that's. Uh, and I've got to do that with really great people, and I it feels. Uh, good, you know, and I'm like, if it feels like this, I don't want to go back to, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. where you feel. Um, but I'm also lucky that I get to maybe choose things now. But I, again, choose from what I'm offered. You know, right. I can't. Uh, um, uh, but really, just great directors is the only th- thing I'd like to. And again, the scale doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And and so it doesn't matter whether you shoot in 20 days or you're gone for six months it's 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 not at all is no. it the function of the job like what like well what is it just the love of acting and learning every time out is that yeah it? yeah I'm, I'm doing this thing right now with Soderbergh and we're shooting it in a month like it, it wow. and it's a huge complicated thing and like uh everyone it's you know no one it's a, a small thing and, and but working with those kind of people the it's a very strange job in that you. It seems that you actually get to do do your job twenty percent of it, and then you talk about it for yeah, <laughs> for, yeah, forever. Yeah. But the the doing of it is for me the best best part, and the things surrounding it don't matter. Like tra- trailers, money, it doesn't matter if you can if you are lucky enough that you can. Uh, you know, obviously people have to do things to work or you know right. make a living. Um, and that's uh, totally un- understandable. But the the yeah the love of getting to work with really great people, and then the hopefully what you're making uh, is bigger than any one person, and right. it uh, it feels you know relevant or I mean as much as you can attach meaning to uh, your job, which you you can't really. But the, the the love of collaborating with people who are on the same page and want to make the best version of it is yeah. really exciting. Well, I think you can attach 
meaning to it. I mean, you know, if you're telling stories like this, right? I think that you know, I, I, uh, you talk about you know the acting is twenty percent and eighty percent is talking about, yeah. it. but you know, movies like this are worth talking about. Yeah, you know, yeah. Movies like it's this not are, bad. Yeah, yeah. It's not, like movies like this are worth talking about, getting the message out there because I do think that we've become a little cynical about everything. And, and I, do I just mean that, in playing it, you right. can't attach meaning to it. I, oh, I see, right. Yeah, you can't like this is this scene means this. Like you, right. all you do is break it into little pieces, but then the 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 meaning that actually comes of it. Even when I think that things mean, I I don't even want to say because then I uh, I was kind of talking about this earlier. You know, half of the experience of watching a play or or a uh, something in the movie theater is you know everyone's coming from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. No one lives inside the movie theater. They're bringing all their baggage and. All their, uh, you know, if they're not gonna, if they're coming there not ready to be affected, then they probably won't be affected right. by it. And um, but whatever meaning they pick out of the movie that means something to them or doesn't mean anything to them is completely subjective. You know, uh, I think that's what I meant. But right. but but I was interested in what you were saying. I feel like I well, I just no, I just think that that movies like this are worth talking about because I think we're so conditioned, particularly right this second. <laughs> In you know, in time, that um, movies have to be kind of a certain thing. People pick up the newspaper on Monday and see, oh look, uh, you know, Suicide Squad made 165 million bucks. Right. It must be great. Right. Yeah, we've, right. Lo- we've lost the idea that movies are, are about storytelling. That movies, a movie like Patterson, right. is a beautiful little slice of life that may speak to you on a on a level that is going to be very different than that. But Patterson probably isn't going to make 165 million dollars on right. its opening weekend. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to tell you this. But sorry, guys. Two minutes. Sure. All right. But but that's you know for me I think that that makes it yeah valid and yeah, interesting. Who cares? And yeah. Right. And who cares? Right. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah, plus movies really great. They have just such a longer shelf life, yeah. you know. And you come back to them later and find new things in them. So many times I've like, I mean, this is so obvious, but you watch a movie and you're not ready for it, and then you come back to it later because you're a different person, and suddenly it speaks to you in a different way. But when they're well crafted, they can, um, they they have that shelf life, whereas the, a lot of things are made for for one weekend. It seems like. Yeah. That's Adam Driver talking about Patterson. Go see that. He's probably somewhere in the world right now making a new Star Wars movie. That one will be easy to see. Patterson, maybe not as much. Go see it now on the big screen while you have a chance. You will not be disappointed. Don McKellar. Now, Don McKellar has just finished making Michael Every Day. Michael Every Day is a follow-up to a television show on CBC that was called Michael Tuesdays and Thursdays, the story of a young guy played by Matt Watts who went to see a psychiatrist on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That show ran in 2011, was cancelled in 2011 after being nominated for a bunch of awards and that kind of thing, but the flame never flickered out completely and the CBC waited five years until they brought it back as Michael Every Day. In the story of the characters' lives, it's five years later, things have changed. Well, you'll hear Don talking all about this. In this interview, we talk about how television has changed, how he enjoys directing for television, and just a little bit about the story of Michael every day. Why take a five-year break between the original series and now? Well, I can't pretend it was our idea. Uh, There was sort of... a regime change in the CBC, and as I understand it, when when the new people came in, they said, "Okay, uh, let's look at how the CBC uh, has been doing over the last 
while, they looked at our show and said, well, well, that's the kind of show we should be doing. That's exactly the kind of show we should be doing. So they reordered it. And, um, and uh, we said, yeah. I mean, it was not our intention, but it was very exciting when we had the option because the, the sort of five-year gap once we thought about it was a bit of a an interesting hook. Uh, the idea of what, what would... What happened to these characters five years later? Yeah, I'm sure it probably opened up story possibilities that might not have been there otherwise. Yeah, exactly, because obviously big things could have happened, and and that and it creates this kind of um, uh, you know uh, suspense for the like, well, what happened? Mystery too, like what happened with those characters at that, that time, and slowly we reveal what what went on, and it, and it's not always. As it seems on the surface, there's more going on underneath. And what do you think it is about uh, this show? I mean, uh, you know, I could watch Matt Watts do anything. I've seen him <clears throat> as a sketch artist, as a as a stand-up. Yeah. Uh, I've seen him do all sorts of, of, of interesting projects. What is it, do you think, about him, and I guess maybe the show in a broader sense, that, that uh, has really appealed to people? Well, I don't know what it is about Matt. He's hard to explain. I, I and, and I'm and I'm not very objective because he's a close friend of mine. But uh, he's he's a fascinating person, and uh, you know, partly it's you know the complicated stuff going on in his head, <laughs> which he'd be he'd be more than willing to talk about. You know, he's he's been dealing with sort of his psychological issues, his anxiety problems for years, and uh, he's very articulated about it, but it's, you know, informed his personality in lots of ways. So, yeah, it's compelled. There's something about him that's very fascinating. And uh, and also sort of, I think, vulnerable, uh, which makes him sort of, uh, you know, the audience feel for him. Uh, and then the, in this relationship with David, <clears throat> played by his psychiatrist played by Bob, you know. There's this there's this sort of gentle interdependence that uh, uh, I think is is endearing. And I think we'll we'll learn more about that because the the new series jumps ahead five years in all the characters' lives. Yeah. So I'm sure we will get some of that that backstory filled in. Yeah, absolutely. Things have no things have happened over the years. And like I say it's it's not as it first appears. Like things, more has happened than at first. Uh, w w then we reveal off the top. So yeah, yeah. In both characters, there's lots of stuff going on. <laughs> Do you think that Canadian television is having a bit of a moment right now? It feels to me that a lot of the shows that are being produced um, are uh, interesting in uh, a way that I'm not really feeling from a lot of mainstream American mm -hmm. television. Well, as has been discussed widely, uh, TV is having a moment, and uh, I think Canada is catching up. I, I mean, I think that there was there was a feeling for a long time that, that the you know the American cable shows were doing something interesting, and, and now finally it's filtered down to network television. In Canada too, the CBC has realized that they have this license in a way to do more ambitious stuff, and I, I, I you know I give them credit for 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 going for it, you know, they've made some bold choices, so, uh, and this is one of them, so, um, I hope the audiences respond, because <laughs> uh, these things don't happen forever, but, 
it's also, you know, for me as a director, it's, I think people are just, just now starting to realize, oh, you know, directors could actually do things in television. It's not just mechanical, uh, you know, so it gives me a bit of space to, to get in there and try some sort of more filmic stuff. And, uh, and I think that's happening in te- television in general. Well, I think we saw uh, some of that in, in terms of your work on uh, Sensitive Skin. Yeah, yeah, for sure. more cinematic to me than it did uh, like a strict television show. Yeah, but I mean, that's an HBO show. And then so, so that, yeah, you have more responsibility, you know, have definitely more license to do that there. Um, but, you know, yeah, that's filtered down. And I think, and I'm, you know, I give CBC credit for doing a, a more cable show, a more ambitious show, a more character-based show. So I hope people like it. It's interesting that the lines are, are blurred now, I think, between film and television. And, and in, a, in a way, I remember, like, your first films were short films. Yeah. And, and you're, do you feel as though there's sort of like a, a closing of that gap? You're sort of doing you know, on television now, making these short 25-minute films? Is that, does that make sense at all? Yeah, I, I mean, for me, you're right. This is a long-term thing. I've always been interested in television, and my mind, uh, whether it's a attention deficit disorder or something, I've always liked uh, short formats and unusual formats. I've always found this sort of feature film structure as being kind of restricted, uh, restrictive. Um, and you're right, like my first films were short, and then I did 32 short films about Ben Gould, this movie I wrote, which is, of course, 32 short films. And in even the first road movies I did, I tried to make, uh, I like the road format because it's episodic, and so sort of fracturing narratives is something I've always been very interested in. So television is, in a way, a natural home for me. I like breaking up stories because in in a way I think it throws up the viewer's expectations. If it's done well it can it, it, it can in some ways have more surprises than with a feature film which you know one way or another is going to wrap up after a couple of hours. You know? We don't know anymore with television how long it's going to be, how long the narrative is going to be. It could go on forever. It could, could change, you know, could change up and the arcs of the characters can be a little more interesting or a little bit more in depth because you've got more time to explore yeah absolutely in television now you know you can really really uh you can really work on a character's arc and in this in this series i think i'm very proud of the fact that it's it's just six half hours which in a way is like a feature but i think the characters have genuine arcs and genuine sort of revelations that are forced but um i hope it pulls the character, the, the viewers in. It's definitely much more narrative uh, than the first series, much more continuing narrative. Right. And you've got Edward Asner in here as a, uh, doing cameos? Ed Asner is sort of a god. I mean, it's more than a cameo. By the end, he's quite, he's really in there. But, I mean, I can't tell you how much we love Ed Asner. Uh, you know, he's... He was, he was sort of a legend in our minds. But working with him, he's so adorable and so... Um, Risque. He's sort of out, outrageous on the set, the things he says and the things he does. Uh, but but somehow he gets away with it and makes him even more lovable. Uh, um, I wish I wish I could have put more of his outtakes in the show, but the lawyers said no. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, true. Really, That's absolutely true. He, he, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sounds kind of like uh, sort of a, a real life version of Lou Grant. 
Yeah, he is. He's like a, a sort of almost an extreme version of Lou Grant. He's he's very uh, gruff and curmudgeonly, but at the same time, he's extremely lovable and sentimental. It's sort of an amazing combination. He was he get very emotional when the when the shoot's over. He has such a good time. He doesn't want to leave, and uh, uh, we lo- we adore him. And if there's more, will he be back? Can you tell us? He sure wants to be. Yeah. And uh, oh, he's really funny too. Like uh, we, we, you know, wait till you see these last couple of episodes. He's hilarious. Well, there's just something, I guess, to be said for someone who has spent, you know, a lifetime in front of a camera and, under, and understanding... The stories he he knows uh, he has uh, you know like and he's full, he's very very loose you know like he's as you can probably see from the from the shoot he's not even though some of these old timers become formulaic and do it by rote by the end but he's just more free more, you know like he's just he's sort of outrageous he's just a joy to work with he has just let it go yeah he really does. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bob Martin uh, is... So it's more like that up character that he did. Uh, really? except, yeah, uh, except, you know, people... When we were shooting some stuff, people said, you're the guy from Up, because he sort of almost looks like that now. (laughs) (laughs) You and Bob Martin have had a a long uh, relationship. Very long. Relationship. Um, What is it between you guys that makes it work? Um, Well, it's a long professional relationship, but also a long personal relationship, because we've been best friends since uh, high school, early high school. Um, I don't know. Like, I always think... I always think, you know, when we work with Andrazi Chaperone with our friends, Lisa Lambert, and also old high school friend. Um, I just felt we have this sort of rapport that friends have and this sort of in-jokes and this sort of sense of humor that we think is really funny. We don't know other people think is, it is funny, but it gives us confidence in our humor. And uh, I think that's sometimes the best comedic relationships. Uh, develop. You just think you're funny, and then lo and behold, others find it, it, it funny too. So it develops in this little furnace, and uh, I think that that's the way comedy has to work. You, you have to. It has. It's out of relationships, and it's out of shared humor. And uh, and I, I remember when the Drowsy Chaperone was opening on Broadway, we just thought, oh, you know, this is going to be a disaster. Look at these people lining up from the Lion King, they, for the Lion King, they're going to hate it, but, they, you know, they just have, they get it, you know, this is so, I don't know, it gives, it, it gives, it gave me a lot of confidence in that sort of humor among friends, and, and not just humor, you know, I think we also know each other really well, and so the show's more revealing than a lot of shows would be, I think, uh, I think I sort of got Bob to expose himself in, in, in a way that he wouldn't, wouldn't with other directors. <laughs> right. Well, in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> That's Don McKellar. Check out Michael Every Day on Sunday nights on CBC Television in Canada. I'm sure it's available all over the world in whatever format it is that you enjoy watching half-hour television shows on. Also, be sure to go see Patterson. Do not disappoint me. I will sit here brooding at the House of Krauss if I hear that any of you listened to that interview and then didn't go to see Patterson with Adam Driver. Thanks to Don. Thanks to Adam. Most of all, thanks to you for coming by every week to the House of Krauss. We really like having company. It's time for you to get out of here right now, but we love it that you come back. We put a new show up every single Monday. You never know who's going to stop by for a visit, so keep coming back to see us because maybe one of your people will be here, one of your favorite people.